0: You've tuned in the Bellingham Podcast for the week of December 31st, 2020, the last one of the year. This is episode 175. Seven From that New Year's city by the Salish Sea, I am A.J. Barce,
1: And confirming to you that I have been a good boy this year based on all the awesome presents I got, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we are getting all of your analog life predictions, our resolutions for the upcoming year right here. Plus... We also got the three Ps, post-pandemic predictions. All that and more next, on the last one of the year, this is the Bellingham Podcast.
0: Happy New Year, Chris.
1: Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, By Cracky, we made it. Uh, It's like the Blues Brother Mobile pulling up to the Cook County Courthouse and we get out of the the doors, and
0: we're done with the year. Uh Oh, man. There's so, no turning back. Nope, nope. Uh, please don't. So this uh, this is so most podcasts this time of year do their year end recap. We've done that before. Yeah,
1: been there, done that. 2017 called. They want their end of year roundup back.
0: Exactly. Or they do the whole like, okay, this is our resolutions for next year. We're gonna take a whole new twist on that because why not? Yep. Chris, you have said for several episodes now that you believe that 2021 is going to be the resurgence of analog.
1: Well, in my life. I'm deeming 2021 as, you know, the year of the analog life resurgence. We'll talk more about how that will come into play. But when you look at a screen eight plus hours a day, you're going to get some eye fatigue.
0: For a year. Like yeah. We've, we've been under lockdown pretty much for a year. in yeah. one way or another, wherever you're at in the world. So this episode is going to be a dovetail of two things. It is our, and I, we invite you, dear listener, to evaluate yourself for 2021 in a new way. Instead of making that normal, you know, I'm going to work out, and uh, three months later, you're not anymore. Instead, reevaluate your life and look at one thing. What analog thing can you bring in your life to substitute for your overabundance a digital life?
1: Great question. Let's talk about how we're
0: going to approach it. We'll go first. So I'm a little bit of a a dovetail. So two years ago, I wrote The Analog Explorer. And in it, I wrote my analog manifesto. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about really dovetails into that project. Yes. Um, whether that be my photography or my infatuation with, with horology and watches. The pandemic has taught me that I can do a lot. I have to be flexible. And out of it, I've done things like I've become a bread maker. Like, out of sheer necessity because our shelves were empty for the food that my child could eat. Yeah. So... One of the resolutions that I'm looking at for next year is to continue that. Like it's not, this was not just a one hit wonder for me, Chris. If we, if we have the magic cure and we can all go back to work, I'm still making bread.
1: I've tasted this bread. It is delicious. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Thank you. I want, I told you I was a good boy this year. I got bread (laughs) from AJ and I invite you to continue that process because there's a, a, uh, a earthiness to what you're doing. DIY, a maker, a creative, throw some unique ingredients into it that are healthy. That are healthy. And, uh, share with others. Keep doing what you're doing on that one.
0: So, uh, in that same vein, let's, let's go, let's go tick and talk. I'm your tick. You'll be my talk. What's what's, what, what's one of your, uh, so I'm going to continue doing bread. What's one of the things that you're going to do for your resolution, analog resolutions?
1: I've been, uh, wanting to get hand cramps instead of thumb fatigue. And so what that means is I have done uh, – dil- I've made diligent efforts to write more with a pen on paper and tap less on a glass screen, meaning my phone or an iPad or something else like that. Gotcha. you. Uh, currently, I, I've, I've danced around many journals and notebooks. I've used them all. Um, what I'm currently using – and they're all great. They all have their great features. What I'm currently using is rather unique. I want something that I can just adjust and move around and not have an imper. I'm not writing for permanence. I'm writing for to get stuff out of my head.
0: That's different than me.
1: Right, because if you were me, that would not be good for the rest of our listeners.
0: <laughs> what I'm currently okay. using right
1: now is a TUL, Tool disc-bound Notebook. Now, yeah. Levenger.com is a company that makes these high-quality business accessories. Yeah, They have a Levenger Circus, C-I-R-C-A notebook line where you have these little three quarter inch one inch one and a half inch or two inch depending on the size of the notebook you want plastic discs and they have paper that nicely goes into it in which you can have a little bit of not quite like a spiral bound notebook mm-hmm. but it's a it's a maneuverable adjustable notebook with how the paper is cut office Max here in the United States in you know nearby my residence has a version of that called tool Tul yeah it is called a disc-bound notebook. It is a fraction of the price that <laughs> Levenger would be using. I like it, and I was able to get you know a nice style of fabric cover and back, uh, all for a reasonable price. And I'm using, at this point, I've got the Retro 51 Tornadoes. I've got the Tombow Ravennas. I've got the Stadler uh, 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 pens. 0.3, if you're playing at home. But what I'm currently rocking is the Caveco. And if you're an un- familiar to the company you would pronounce it in america coico uh but the caveco al sport pen i got two of them one's the stone-washed black naturally because i there always is no other color that's right but i also got the aluminum silver one high quality it feels like you got a pen none of this lightweight crap that people write with all the time i got a i got a Big boy pen, even though it is diminutive in size, writing a lot more, getting the hand cramps, following through. And I'll be following up on that in a 2021 podcast with what I got coming up for certain people in my life.
0: Tick. You're up. <laughs> I love the fact that this this episode comes on the heel of the Watch Fam episode. Dude, I cannot keep up with you when it comes to that. Like, you do pens and notebooks like I can do watch straps and movements. Dude. Yes, Flavor
1: Flav. I I'm the Chuck it. D in this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're up, Tick. Anyway, um, so one of the things that this pandemic has also um, reinforced is uh, the, the, the Danish tradition of, of huga. Um, I mean, right now it's, it's peak winter season, so, like, we have... Pfft, what feels like three minutes of daylight up here and, you know, 48 degrees North, 122 degrees West. So one of the um, traditions that I've kind of developed uh, in my work day, which predominantly is at home is uh, my son and I will wind down um, drinking tea and usually um, playing some lo-fi, a uh, huge shout out to chill hop music, um, Ben and David specifically. So I've chatted with them online. Um, chill hop is the goods. It's just down-tempo, relaxing. Um, I would recommend anybody, especially Winter right now, they have an album called Winter Essentials 2020. Um, The first track is called Snostalgia. And straight up, it has like Pacific Northwest vibes written all over it. Those type of moments that I've had and shared with my son for the last 11 months uh, of this pandemic, um, one, I love those memories, but two, it helps both him uh, being four... Wind down for bedtime, and two, unwind me from the juggling act in the day of husband, dad, work, more dad, work.
1: Yep, um, you can't get away from it.
0: So playing into that, um, I don't know if you knew that about this about me, Chris, but when I first moved to Bellingham, I had a ton of vinyl and an old school um, record player, turntable, and I'm no not the DJing type, but just like listening to the old hisses and hops and pops and stuff before it was hip. And um, sold it because, you know, uh, I was moving small apartments here in Bellingham, had to have some cashola. And I always thought to myself, you know, self, there'll be a day where I could get a record player that could do both analog and digital and it sound just as good. And that's what I'm I'm, I'm looking at doing is in 2021, getting back into vinyl. I have some vinyl, some of it being from Chillhop, And... Uh, I want to integrate and have my, my son have the same memories as I do of lifting a needle and putting it on our favorite record.
1: I think you are... Uh, I, I I approve this message. Yeah. I approve this resolution about getting into analog audio. Yeah. There's so much to be gained by having... Put the needle on the record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's a Mars reference right there. Uh, good on you. I look forward to hearing more about that in 2021. I'm, uh in addition to writing more and getting the hand cramps, I'm looking to... Uh, distance myself from all of the EPUB and PDF books that I've gotten or readings, uh, material that I've gotten on the iPad where you swipe. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to turn instead of swipe. So the physical books, I've made a little bit of an investment in. If I've gotten an EPUB book, uh, I want to get the physical book Mm -hmm. because I like being able to, and I actually want to deface it. I want to take those important nuggets of information because I normally read nonfiction uh, and underline highlight, not highlight. I think that, uh, own it uh, you want to own the book yeah i want it to be pretty beat up because if someone's going to look at it, they're like oh this mattered to chris or exactly. and stuff and get these little tiny stick it notes flags the colors can, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes my so, wife loves those yes well i mean other than black stick it note flags uh I, but i want to be able to mark up these books that i'm reading to glean the information to be able to do something with it uh in 2021 read more physical books do less swiping of electronic books aj
0: the so kind of in the same vein. I've so about three years ago, I uh, supported a um a, a kick well, uh, a Kickstarter um project called Lab Box, based out of um, uh, Italy. Actually, uh, Ars Imageo, Um created this daylight developing um, box that allows you to develop your own film. Um, without having any need of a dark room, well, it took about three years for the product to actually get to me. And during the pandemic, I got mine, and um, it had the the pro lid, so it can control. You can monitor your temperature and time for your developing and emulsions and stuff. Um, so in 2021, I'm hoping to actually start developing my own film in house because uh, I do still shoot 35 millimeter. Um, and I put a link in the the show notes to the the the, the box.
1: And for the love of Rowdy Roddy Piper, drink. drink.
0: Um, because, uh, now it's, it's, it's more, it's publicly available and they're a lot easier to get a hold of now. Um, and I'll also give a, a shout out. Um, I don't know if they carry them in, in house, but if you're in Bellingham, you may want to talk to uh, Quicksilver labs down in Bellingham if you're trying to find, um, uh, developer and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I want to, I want to try developing my own, own film.
1: So. I, I approve that as well. And it, and it sounds like you are taking that step that a big tech company that rhymes with BAPL, uh, <laughs> did by creating their own chips in-house
0: oh yeah this is my m1 i guess yeah right? <laughs> this is your
1: m1 and the m stands for development i don't know but you're you're doing this all in-house you're taking you you got the camera you got the film you're shooting the shot you're uh i'm glad i didn't enunciate that incorrectly Ooh. uh you're developing the photos and it's and you're not outsourcing it anywhere yeah that's, cool. the, that's that's my goal. So we'll Very see. Very cool. Uh, talk. I am uh, letting go more. I started this and Inertia is starting to build. Letting go, deleting, eliminating from my life more unnecessary web links, bookmarks yeah. that I've saved because I'll read it later. Uh, files that were great back in 2016. Back when it was Windows Seven days, uh, and other snippets of information that I thought I would use for reference that I never did because, okay, cool. Um, I have. That. Oh
0: man, you just <laughs> <act>. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you probably edited that out. Nobody didn't you? will know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think I'm just going to eliminate a lot more of the data that I've been hoarding. Uh, I've been climbing up Mount Data Hoard for a, a while now, and I want to just kind of look around and have less. I can access information that I want that's current. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to be doing with these books, create the personal Wikipedia for myself, create the commonplace Mm -hmm. book of all that important information that I'm going to reflect back on when I look through some of this stuff in 2025 uh, and say, yep, that matters. And that's evergreen information that still is important. Tick.
0: Sounds like you're making a, you're belling homing your data. Hmm. You should look back in the episodes for that one. Yes. I got another <laughs> one of that
1: one coming up later. Hold
0: on. But, uh, no. So of course I'm captain get out. I mean, at the time of this recording, Chris, where are we? We are at Wacom Falls
1: park enjoying a nice little rainstorm, uh, here in the Southeast part of the, the city. Yep. Um, a high up on a Hill, if you will. Uh, and I'm not going to continue rhyming, but yeah, we're in Wacom Falls park recording this episode.
0: So, so of course, uh, as captain get out, um, and hopefully, um, in 2021, the pandemic frees up uh, a lot more availability to get out into the back country, hoping, I just hope to be able to get on onto um, another big mountain. This last season, I was able to uh, climb uh, Mount Kit Carson over in Spokane. And, um, you know, a lot of the bigger treks uh, are, are federal uh, parks shut down the permitting and stuff for quite some time for a good chunk of the season. Um, so that kind of put a crimp on a lot of things. So, um at the same time I also want to do more obviously with my family. Um so one of the things I look forward to is I think I think in 2021 um and we did this back in 2019 probably plan a a truck camping trip. Um sleeping in the bed of the truck again, um sleeping on our public lands again, um and you know having now that my son is will be 2 years older, you know, he'll probably remember a lot more than that first one that we did where we basically drove everywhere from here to uh, Idaho and back, you know, Um, and, you know, do a little bit of free diving, do a little bit of exploring, you know, doing that type of a thing. Living life while not looking at a screen. Even if you did, it'd be pointless. There's no, where I go, Chris, there is no reception. There you go. Um, So anyway, tick, talk. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Along
1: the lines of eliminating uh, more, I want to save some money. And I took a look this fall season at the subscriptions the annual subscriptions, and monthly subscriptions that I have for software program applications. Oh my gosh, I'm a professional and I and I lay my head under that comfortable pillow of I'm doing this for research. Uh, yeah, it's costing money and yeah. I'm realizing what can I do to save money? Where else can I go? The primary one that I've done, mission accomplished. Uh, my professional website, and here comes the shameless plug, stay tuned, uh, Is is has been hosted on Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Squarespace is a very accessible, easy site to create a beautiful uh, website. Um, it's, it costs money. Yeah. It costs about 10 or 12 bucks a month or about 140 bucks a year. Okay, I, I went through that, but what I realized in my professional site mm. is that I have five static pages. The homepage, what I offer as a professional technologist for services, what I've been doing or where I am in the media, links to a whole bunch of articles, other interviews, and things about me so you can learn about me, testimonials from clients, and a way to contact me. Yeah. Five pages. And I'm paying 140 bucks a year for that. So I did a little bit of searching, and there's a product that was originating back, I believe, in 2015. It's called Blot.im. Mm-hmm. For the nerds out there, it's a static site generator. For the rest of us, it is a way to take a text file or an HTML file. But let's just start with a text file. Go into a text editor. If you're on Windows, it's Notepad. If you're on Mac, it's TextEdit. And write some text or do some, do some stuff. Store it on a free Dropbox account. You get two gigs free. Last time I checked with a Dropbox account. With blot.im, those text files turn into web pages. And they have themes available, so you can choose what kind you want. You can post pictures. So you want to get off Instagram and own your own content and display your own portfolio opics, blot.im is your hookup. It is, And, and if you have your own domain like me, ChrisPal.co, not .com like that tan muscular weight loss coach who took my .com. Thank you very much. Um, you can now link your domain with blot.im for half the price it would take to go to Squarespace. If you're interested, check out chrispal.co yeah. to learn more. Otherwise, get in touch with me if you can. Uh, the next one that I want to do is, you know, Apple Music is great with a family plan. It's 15 bucks a month. I'm unable to get out of that because I have a beautiful wife and daughter that love that all-you-can-eat Apple Music. It's their workflow. Yes. But... I've grown a little disenchanted with how all of a sudden this wonderfully curated playlist of all of my particular songs suddenly disappear based on Apple's whims. Hmm. Stuff disappears and is no longer available for streaming on the Apple Store. That made me mad. Oh, they're pulling a Netflix. Okay. If you knock out my obscure 80s hard rock band... In my Rockstars playlist, I'm going to get feisty. And the way I do that is I fired up a Plex media server, and I yeah. mentioned this before, but I store all of my MP3 files and make that available on the Plex app. I don't need Apple Music anymore. I've, a, I've, I've kept it on my phone just in case because I like to, to know what albums are coming out based on you know my library. Sure, valid for discovery. But I want to be able to curate my own music. Yeah. And with the Plex app and also the Plex amp, Hi, Winamp. It's a beautiful way to be able to host your music and get more information about the most uh, frequent song you played in October, for example. I'm doing that so I can say bye-bye to Apple Music and my dependence on what Apple will provide. The next one is Vienna RSS Reader because I still use RSS because I hate advertisements and I wanna only see the headline. And if I'm interested, I'm gonna click on it to read more information. A lot of easy RSS apps such as Feedly and other ones, they charge a fee, and they're based in the cloud, and I'm actually going local. Mm -hmm. And so all of my RSS feeds I'm having on the local device. Vienna is a desktop app that you can load that on there and... Not uh, worry about a cloud-based solution. Vienna's open source, isn't it? I believe so, yes. We've got a link to that in the show notes as well. Drink. Drink. Now, I love Overcast. Overcast is made by Marco Arment, and on an iPhone, you get your subscriptions to the podcast, like this one, the Bellingham podcast. And it downloads to your phone, play as you wish. But there's a program called G-Potter. Yep. And you may have uh, mentioned it to me earlier on, but I really took it to the brutal, vulgar extremes. (laughs) I subscribe to all of my podcasts. Yeah. And I'm able to acquire them in MP3 format, transfer them to a cloud-stored solution, high-proton drive, and be able to play that on a music device of my choosing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Oh, yeah. And then finally, Thunderbird, which is made by the Mozilla company. This is by connecting it to my email. uh, I don't have a Gmail account anymore. I have some burner Gmail accounts. Talk to me more about that. But I use ProtonMail for my personal email. In case ProtonMail goes away or something happens to it, I want to have a copy of all my important emails from a business standpoint and a personal standpoint. By using Thunderbolt, I can connect. Thunderbird. But thank you very much. Not Thunderbolt. By Thunderbird, I'm glad someone's paying attention to me. You know, I try. Uh, with Thunderbird, I'm able to use a application called Proton Mail Bridge that gives me the nerd tools to be able to download all of my emails to my local computer. That is a hashtag email insurance that I am thoroughly enjoying and uh, saving some money to boot. That's cool. So anyway, uh, and that's what I'm trying to do to eliminate some reliance on software application subscriptions. AJ,
0: tick. So the, the last one that I've got, and this is something I've, I've, I've been kind of eyeing, and I haven't been able to find what works for me. Uh, and maybe some listeners out in, uh, uh, in, in the Bellingham podcast sphere might reach out to me. Uh, I'm looking for a good pair of leather boots that can be resold you know uh resole S- yeah, S-O-L-E-D. yeah sorry yeah. cobblered. um my wife has done this for years she has uh, a, a pair of leather boots that are just beaten to, to bits but has been resold, i think like three times um and from a sustainable standpoint it's really i i i, I she does it for more of a sustainably standpoint for me um you know i've got my I, I really have two pairs of boots i've got my 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 trekking boots for um you know light uh, warm weather and I've got my snow boots for cold, dark weather, but I don't have just an everyday, like wear them. I don't know. Like I, I, I like this notion of being able to wear a pair of boots. If they look dirty, you take them, you polish them up, call it a day. You know, have you thought about red wing shoes? Yeah, I have.
1: There's a, there's a, a mentor of mine online. His name's Patrick. Hi Patrick. Hey Patrick. Um, he has, uh, documented on his blog his pair of red wing boots and how after 10 years of use in Minnesota with all of the seasons that occur in Minnesota, he gets them resold. Yeah. S O L E D. And, uh, if there was a B I F L, uh, contender to consider my take would be red wing boots.
0: Yeah, no, know. And, and they're kind of the gold standard that everybody knows. There's a few others too. There's one out of Canada I'm looking at as well, mm-hmm. but, um, no, I just, if there's any, if there's any, um, hashtag leather fam. I don't know. Boots out there. <laughs> we want uh, to be careful about who yeah. might be in that leather boot fam. But anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah, just reach out to me. Um, I'm just kind of curious because, again, like I, I, yeah, it's the buy it for life, the buy the best, cry once type of thing. But for me, I just I want something that, um, you know, at the end of you know a couple of seasons, my my boots are set to pasture. I can't fix them. Yeah. You know, and I I like this notion of you know just like mechanical watches being able to repair, restore, etc. So talk.
1: Uh, yeah, the final talk for this uh, resolution stuff. As as you're discussing these leather boots, I have uh, pretty much a, a underpublicized but heavily utilized accessory in my wardrobe that I've just always used but never really taken much mention. I got a Carhartt belt. It's black. It's about two inches thick. Huh. It's it's burly, and I all of a sudden I realized I've been owning this belt for about six years. And through use and, and wearing through my jeans, it has a nice little dip in the leather. Oh, yeah. It yeah. might be time to get another Carhartt belt. Uh, <laughs> that's the analog side. But once again, in saving money, as I just recently uh, mentioned, I want to be able to upgrade my workhorse. And my current workhorse is a 2014 Mac Mini. Yeah. A little long in the tooth, but it's still a, a gonzo awesome machine. Um But even though this is an analog, this is more digital, I'm going to get that M1 Mac Mini because I like having something that can completely destroy any other computer on the market for specs. Says Atec right there. And along those lines, I'm thinking I'm just, you know, I've been dancing around with these little four terabyte uh, external drives. I'm going to throw down on a beastie eight terabyte let's see external drive the one that you know costs a chunk of change yeah yeah. because i've been a good boy this year and i deserve something that's going to be awesome but anyway that's a little bit of the tech stuff
0: no i dig it i dig it you know chris i'm looking at the clock and i think i think for our resolutions i think we might have a two-parter i
1: think so um you know i i'm looking over in my mind and i'm thinking gosh where's that fork well it's in next year so in I, 2021. I oh think, my goodness. Let's continue this conversation. Yeah.
0: So that wraps it up for this two-parter uh, edition of the Bellingham podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us all of 2020, wherever you might get your podcast. Remember in 2021, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might listen to us on KMRE 102.3 FM.
1: They are community powered and streaming all year round at KMRE.org.
0: And on that note, happy new year's everyone. I'm AJ Barce. Stay
1: safe out there in 2021, y'all. This is Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast.
0: You know what's going to be crazy is that as we're recording this, it's still 2020, and yet we're going to record the first episode of 2021.
1: It's a Mobius strip for our mind. Mega.
0: Mega.